0: This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by
1: RetroGameTreasure.com It is one of the best monthly subscription services you'll find out there. It starts as low as $29.99 and sends anywhere from 3 to 5 retro video games from your console of choice. From the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Game Gear, as well as... Breaking news, now shipping, Sega CD,
0: Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation 1. And here at the Happy Hour, we love retro games, but what we love even more than retro games is saving saving money. money. So go ahead and put in the coupon code at checkout, Happy Hour Get $2 off your total purchase. Go see them, and don't forget to tell them at the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. you.
1: Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my main man, my partner in crime, my tag team partner for life, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, brother. Of course, uh, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yep. And every single episode, I'd say 90% of our episodes start off with the Deuce salute. Yeah, nobody's gotten sick lately, so we've been pretty good. (sighs) <sighs> nice, nice, yep, nice. Yep. Drink responsibly, whatever, wherever you're uh, from. Um, of legal age of drinking, definitely make sure you drink responsibly. And uh, cheers to everyone drinking at home, listening with the podcast. And if you're drinking your sodas, or your sweet teas, all that, drink along with us as well. So, uh, and also before we introduce our amazing guests, I just want to say, that, you know, thank you to everybody that's been listening and following us and supporting us this whole time. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you, fans. Yep. And uh, we're a grassroots podcast that's, you know, formed into the number one uh, podcast in Polk County, Florida. So yep. we're growing and growing, you know, all word of mouth. So please continue to tell your friends and family and give us a rating and a, a, four, a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher. On our main hosting, of course, is SoundCloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, so definitely go check us out there. And, uh, of course, we love to have special guests with us, Deuce. that we do. We love to. We love to do that. We love to talk to people, and we, we love the cosplay community. We do. It's we, our favorite thing. We've had several amazing cosplayers and, and costuming, however you want to uh, use the word, uh, costumers. Uh, it's, there's a lot of amazing people in the industry, and uh, of course, today's show, we want to welcome Carrie Marie, and she is at i m c a r c a r r i e m a r i e on Instagram. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. It's I'm Carrie Marie.
1: I'm Carrie Marie. Of course, uh, you hear her there. Welcome to the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce.
2: I am really glad to be here. Hi, guys. <laughs>
1: Hi. Uh, so my question to you real quick right off the bat um, is obviously it's it's going to be an easy one. Uh, when was your first cosplay?
2: Oh, my gosh. OK, well, my first cosplay that I ever wore to a convention was Amy Pond from Doctor Who, and I believe that was for Megacon of 2012. Um, I worked really hard on it, and I probably looked absolutely terrible because I was like 18 years old and had no idea what I was doing, but I had a blast. I had an absolutely great time, Um, and I met a bunch of other Doctor Who fans because back then I was super into Doctor Who. Not so much anymore, but I was really into it back then when Matt Smith had just started his run as the Doctor, and um, from then it just exploded. And the next year I did Black Widow, and I got a lot of attention for that one. Um, skin tight suits, of course, you can't go wrong. And um, after that, it just it really just blew up. And I just I started meeting these amazing people that I'd only kind of known about online, and now I'm friends with a bunch of them. And it's it's just been a totally crazy ride ever since. Now, when I was a lot younger. Um, You know, of course, I always tried to make Halloween costumes or like Lord of the Rings dresses because I was super into Lord of the Rings when I was 11, probably like an inordinate amount for like a like a tiny little girl. But I was always like trying to be Arwen in the backyard with my mom's slips and stuff like that. So it was, you know, I've always been doing costumes since I was a little kid. But I, you know, my first cosplay ever at a convention was Amy Pond. And it was it was a really good experience. That's
1: awesome. So you've been sewing for a long time?
2: Yeah, yeah. My mom's ha- my mom knows how to sew pretty well and she started teaching me when I was about eight years old and um, by hand like sewing buttons on and started with something easy like that and then moved it to the sewing machine when I was about 11 and I, I could reach the pedals. So it was a uh, it- yeah I've-, I've known how to sew for a pretty long time. It- I've just recently started making stuff like completely from scratch. I'm working on a Cersei Lannister dress for Megacon right now and I'm making it completely from scratch from a pattern and it's i've never done anything like this before and it's super exciting i get to do all this embroidery by hand and it's kind of overwhelming but it's fun <laughs>
1: what's that thought process like when you have an idea for a cosplayer like do you do you get like a is this a, are you typically a fan of the thing that you cosplay of
2: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely i typically am um the one exception was when i took a gig in dallas as doing what did I, do? I did um palmer from halo uh, oh, wow. and i I felt really self-conscious trying to do it because I don't actually play Halo. <laughs> my brothers were completely obsessed with it, and I just never get into video games a lot as a kid. I was more of a book reader and a movie watcher. Um, so I felt completely out of place, like in this, in this, like uh, this foam armor rig that somebody had made. Um, actually, my friend JJ actually made the, um, like painted up the kit for me and I was like I really hope nobody starts like quizzing me on you know Halo trivia because I'm gonna feel like a total fake nerd girl if somebody starts asking me these questions and I don't know how to answer them but usually when I do a costume I I'm i I'm really familiar with the source material and I do my research on the character and I have a love for the character so like for Black Widow or Peggy Carter or Ray or any of the other characters that I do it's usually I identify with them on some kind of level
1: right yeah that's that's one thing it's like I, I've known some cosplayers, and there's nothing against it, but some cosplayers don't do their own stuff. Like they they don't sew, they don't know yeah. how to sew, and they don't know how to, you know, uh, it, you know, they don't know how to actually craft anything. So they they get stuff commissioned for them. They look good in theirs. Yeah, you know, they're known for like, hey, they look good as the character, but they don't actually do their own hands-on work. So we can't assume right. that you know everyone does their own work. But that's awesome that you're able to sew and stuff because like, I me, I yeah. don't know the first thing about sewing. Like if I have,
2: I even. <laughs> when I I did a breastplate, I did Jane Foster like two years ago for MegaCon, which is a total like I thought it was a really good costume, but nobody got who I was supposed to be at all. And but I I did the entire breastplate out of Worbla. I I laid on a sheet. I had my friend trace a pattern. And I was like, by God, I'm going to do this out of Warbler. And it looked really good. And I really liked working with Warbler and, and doing and crafting and stuff like that. And I do buy a lot of the costumes if I know that my craftsmanship won't be up to par. Like, for example, um, I do charity as Disney princesses sometimes. I don't cosplay as them. I do charity events. And I make sure that those are really good quality. So I'm not going to make them because I don't think that they'd be up to par, sure. you know, as if. I would be making them, you know, somebody else who knows what they're doing, you know, can make them and I will wear them and, you know, go, oh, hey, buy this. Outfit from whoever I bought it from. They're really they make really good stuff, and I'll, I always try to like give credit to whoever made the costume if I commissioned it, of course. But there, it, it always is kind of special when you know you made your costume yourself, or you put it together yourself, right. or you source everything all by yourself. And it, it, the pride in your work, I think, is a big part of it.
1: So you try to you know definitely ex, you know show your strengths more than any weaknesses that you have, uh, and that way it kinda, oh, yeah. you have yeah. that own personal love, that personal touch, because that's something that Deuce and I, when we've talked to other cosplayers, is there's this natural high you get when you're at a convention and you are, someone wants to take a picture. Like, Hey, can I get a picture? Right. They call you by and the character name.
2: And go, yeah. I made this. Like, yeah. know, like I, by itself it's awesome you know
1: yeah and they call you by your character name and that i mean a it's a huge uh, honor to be like hey they know who i am like who i'm cosplaying as like that's a cool ego boost especially
2: like little kids i love little kids because they'll come up to you and they don't even see a difference they just think that you're the character so it's so much fun to me when little kids come up and they're like convinced that i'm you know peggy carter or that i'm ray or you know whatever it's it's so cool i love it i really love kids
1: well that's one thing too about cosplay is it this it's there's so many different types of cosplay, like, because there's people that love anime that specialize in anime cosplay, there's people that specialize in, like, oh, yeah. the, the fantasy cosplay, and so on, so there's, there's so many, there's so many, you know, levels and spectrums of cosplay that it, yeah. it hits everybody. Like
2: stand-ups. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I always feel kind of, like, left out of that, because it's always, like, I never got into anime. Like, I was never an anime kid. I didn't even know what Pokemon was until I was, like, 18 years old. <laughs> um, but, like, and I, and I see these people at conventions and sometimes my mother will come with me to these and she'll be like, oh, Carrie, what's that person dressed as? And I'll be like, I don't know, mom. I don't, I, mean, I never watched the anime. You never let me watch it. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but it was also funny because I took her to MegaCon, I think 2013, 20, yeah, 2013. And she like walked up to some, poor like 15-year-old girl who was cosplaying from Homestuck and she proceeds to ask this girl oh what are you dressed as and this 15-year-old girl like sits my 56-year-old mother down and goes let me tell you about Homestuck my mother talked my ear off the entire way about did you know that there's a webcomic and it's about these four kids who have to save the universe <laughs> and it's like they're in a game I'm like mother oh my god I tried to stay away from Homestuck because like all my friends are obsessed with it and now my own mom is obsessed with Homestuck ah, you know It's it's really great to see so many people coming together and just enjoying, you know, so many different things and and everybody gets along. You know, there's no fighting like there's I mean, there's petty stuff, of course, but there's generally like no huge fighting, which is great.
1: Hold on one second. Let me grab my cat. She's jumping on the soundboard. No,
0: kitty.
2: Don't (laughs)
1: kitty. Get off the soundboard, kitty.
2: All right. Back to the bathroom. She goes.
0: Yeah, we can't we can't have that. That would be a bad, (laughs) bad day.
2: I have a cat. His name is Mr. Jarvis, and he s- sleeps in the sink, and he kills everything within a 50-yard radius of the house. It's amazing. Oh, wow. I don't know how he does it. It's huge.
1: <laughs> uh, my, He's my, a my... Great cat. Well, well cats are, are, you know, they're uh, they're independent creatures, but they, they'll let you know when they're hungry. <laughs> so they'll come oh, up yeah. to you and jump oh, all yeah. over they'll you.
2: They'll love you when they're hungry. They'll be all up on your They're business. your best they'll friend. they be like, meep, meep, yep. meow. So I yeah. had a question about
1: <laughs> MegaCon actually because I've been I've been frequenting uh, MegaCon probably since 2004, um, and it's grown a lot. It's actually what the fifth largest oh, yeah. con now uh, yeah, in, the, in the United since, States. In the United States, so oh, it's. God. Did you go last year or the year before?
2: I did. I've been I've been going to MegaCon every year since 2012 when I first started going to conventions, and I really did notice like there was. a an enormous there's like an exponential increase in the amount of people there because even the first year I was there it was not that crowded. And then I think in twenty fourteen when I went, it was so crowded. I think in twenty fourteen they overbooked the, the convention center, they if did. I'm remembering yep. correctly they
0: did, yeah, because they had them in the yeah, small room. But there was
2: a Mary Kate convention and like a young fuck. shooters of yeah. America or something Yeah, like and that.
1: it was spring break all at the same in. time.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. It was insane. I walked into that place, and it was, like, shoulder-to-shoulder, people packed. And, I mean, I was really late getting in anyway because um, I got stuck in traffic on the 528, and I was literally stuck on the on-ramp to get onto International Drive to go to the convention center. I was on that on-ramp for three hours. My car overheated. There was smoke coming out of the the hood. Like, it was insane. And I had to to push it into, like, this guy – okay, this is a great story. I met this car – like I'm breaking down in the Little International Drive, and this dude, who I swear to God to this day is a dead ringer for Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, pushes my car into the CVS parking lot, and then is like, "Okay, bye," and leaves. And I'm like, "No, come back!"
1: Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, and I, I thought I had to call a tow truck. It was like one of the worst conventions like experiences that I think I had. Like the five years that I've been going
1: to MegaCon. <laughs> well, it was crazy because they said that there was 50,000 people that got turned away because there was they yeah. had they had um, what is it a walking the
2: fire code probably got the fire them. code yeah, and they, the they code shut down
1: them. they shut I remember yeah. when I was there they shut down uh, they, they were having a, a walking dead panel and I remember they had to literally shut the doors on people and they couldn't allow anyone in or out like it was it was crazy and so there was over 100,000 yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I couldn't stand being there for more than an hour. There were so many, too many people. Like I have, you know, I can't stand being. I, I, a little bit claustrophobic. So it's like, okay, we're shoulder to shoulder. Everybody move, please. It was, it was nuts.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's every convention is a little bit different. They have their own little quirks and, you know, just kind of learning. All right. Where do you park? How far and how far yeah. early do you leave to go to the convention? You know, are right. you going to eat before you go? If you do go yeah. what you know, the one of the main thing I always tell people when you go to conventions, stay hydrated because like, oh, my you God. don't realize like you, you I don't
2: want to know the amount of people I see who like pass out. Like on the floor because they haven't been drinking enough water or they haven't been eating all day. People forget to eat. It's like they eat breakfast in the morning and go to the con and they don't eat anything till eight at night. And it's like you have to keep eating, like at least eat a granola bar or something. Oh my god, a Dragon Con last year. Um, I was in the the autograph hall, which actually I'd never been in. I I've only been to Dragon Con like twice so far, and I love it. It's one of my favorite conventions. But I was in the Hall of Fame or whatever they call it, and this girl uh, was just like um, Anna from Frozen, but like at Hogwarts, like she was like Gryffindor Anna and she was like fainting in front of, um, oh God, what is his name? I can't believe forgetting his name. The guy who plays Agent Trip on Agent's Shield. His name starts with a B. I can't remember his name. You watch
0: Agents He's of great. S.H.I.E.L.D.? I do, but, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't even know the fucker's he full name.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, she's, she's like, fainting on the floor, and I was just, like, Captain America. I was just, like, Peggy Carter is Captain America. And I, like, ran over, and I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Sit up, put your head between your legs. And she was like, I haven't eaten anything all day. And she had, like like gastrointestinal issues and she couldn't eat the solid food. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. And she was like laughing and, you know, being a dork. And we ended up being like really good friends. And now we're like friends on Facebook and she's really sweet. Her name is Danielle. And then we actually ended up getting a shout out for, oh, BJ Britt. That's his name, BJ Britt. We ended up getting a shout-out from him on Twitter, um, I think, or one of his or one of his assistants was like, oh, yeah, the scroll fainted, and then, like, Captain America saved the day. I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. Oh, he was no. really sweet about the whole thing because he's behind his table going, oh, my God, like, can I help? And I'm like, give me a bottle of water. Like I, <laughs> And I felt really bad, but, like, he was very nice and, you know, understanding, and then he wanted a picture with all of us for free, and I, he was a very nice guy. Um, but, like, it, it's crazy. People don't think about eating and they're just they just go and do their thing and they hit like eight panels at once and then before you know it it's like 7pm and you haven't eaten all day and you're fainting in the lobby in front of you know all these people and it's like oh and hygiene hygiene's another <laughs> truth
1: <laughs> truth yeah definitely make I sure you deodorize the yes
2: <laughs> the gaming room is called the 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 bog of eternal stench that's oh my goodness. The gaming room. you gotta hold your breath run through and maybe you'll live you'll be fine <laughs>
1: Well, I had a question about Dragon Con because like I've I've heard you are not the first person we talked to that said they their favorite con is Dragon yeah, Con. Every, and- everybody
0: we fantastic. talk to says the exact same thing that Dragon Con's like their jam. So Yeah.
2: If if you've never been, I absolutely recommend going at least once and doing the full like four or five days or whatever they do. It's fantastic. My first my first year I went um, I was rooming with people that I knew off of Facebook and Tumblr. Um, which could have gone absolutely horribly, but it didn't. It was amazing. There was like seven of us in one hotel room in the Marriott. And the thing about Dragon Con is it's in five hotels at once. So, in- yeah, so instead of one hotel, like you have one hotel and that's where all the gaming is going on. You have another hotel and it's all the autographs. Are. Hmm. You have another hotel. It's where the party's going. So, it's like, everything's happening in a different hotel and you can get between them all pretty easily because they're all in one square block in downtown Atlanta. Um But then if you don't like a lot of noise, then I wouldn't recommend like staying in a host hotel because they're very loud at night and the rooms are not that well soundproof. They're pretty old. Um, And... I mean I mean it's really just a classic con. I mean it's been around for like what thirty years, twenty years, something like yeah, that. It's like, it's like one of the around.
0: originals. It's like up there with like yeah. San Diego Comic Con, like is one of the like yeah, original Dragon founding was cons. On the yeah.
2: Coast, and SDCC was the big thing on the West Coast. But yeah. I mean it's great. And and there are so many cool like you can just bump into celebrities. And, and meet them in bars and just, oh, Stephen and Mel, how are you doing, man? You know, it's it's, it's really <laughs> cool and casual and just you're just meeting all these cool people and it's really cool. It's just really neat.
1: Well, it's interesting, too, because like Florida has a lot of conventions. Obviously, we're, oh. we're all local. We live in Florida. But there's different types of conventions. Uh, uh, special t- specialties, if you will, like some some are like FAE, you know, the Florida Anime Experience, and then you have right, uh, you know, different. Exp- you know, they have like their own little j- niches, so to speak. And one one thing yeah. about, MegaCon kind of started out as a anime, like was a huge anime influence in MegaCon back in the day. Yeah. And now it's kind of just broadened. It's like just anything can Everything. go. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. You can walk in there and there's like Renaissance fair people at booths, you know, selling leather purses. You've got, you know. You got all kinds of stuff. You got people selling, like, Kirigumis. You got people selling, you know, trading cards and action figures and comic books. It's so cool. It's just really cool. That's why I like Tampa Bay Comic Con Is the same kind of thing, just on a smaller scale. Which is in the same... It's, it's actually really fun trying to differentiate between Metro Con and Tampa Bay Comic Con. They're both in the same hotel. But Tampa Bay Comic Con is notorious for having the most un... Like you cannot navigate the con to save your life. Like you have to go in one side of the hotel, up the stairs, and then you can't go down the stairs. You have to walk on the other side of the hotel to go down. the – Oh my god, it's insane! Or the convention center to go down the other side of stairs. It's insane. It's absolutely nuts. Um, but that actually, I think it was Metrocon where I had my Daenerys Elsa mix up mashup. You probably see that, like. Oh, I it's did. Gotten I did. Yeah, have I've seen you it. Seen that? Yep,
1: I have That's the kid, the girl coming up to you, uh, thinking that you're uh, Elsa
2: yep that was me that was that was fun time yeah that was uh I was very confused at first because I was standing there in this uh, talking to my friend and this woman comes up with her like three daughters and she's like can, can we get your picture and I'm like <laughs> uh Your daughters are like five years old. They watch Game of Thrones. Like, I didn't say that out <laughs> loud. I was gonna be like, okay, I guess. And so I smile for the picture, and she's like, oh, thank you. We love Frozen so much. And I'm like, oh, go- oh no, oh no no. no, 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 no. That- ma'am ma'am please don't. <laughs> she's just like going on, and I'm like, I'm like smiling on the outside, and in the inside, I'm like, oh god oh no. And then the flood started. Like all these little girls start coming up and they're asking me for pictures and they're like, Elsa. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess some Elsa now. And I mean, I, I have to stick it to the other people at the convention because there were a lot of people who walked past and saw what was going on and didn't say a word. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because if I had to explain to a bunch of kids, like, you know, I'm not actually Elsa. You I don't, I don't want to deal with sobbing children or like confused moms or anything like that, you know. And then one family comes up and they're like, Anna's waiting for you by the bathroom. She's looking for you. And I'm like, what? And there's this girl dressed as Anna, you know, seen by the bathrooms. And I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and they just looked at me and I was like, oh my God, they want me to walk over there. So I walked over and I was like, Anna, she's like, hi. <laughs> 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 and I gave her a hug and I was like in her ear. I'm like, those kids think I'm Elsa. please just play along. And she's like, oh, and so she like gives me this big hug and we start chatting and then the kids are happy and they walk away. And, um, she actually wound up being one of my best friends. Her name is Katie, Katie Stein. And we've actually done hospital visits together as actual Anna and Elsa now because I've got a real Elsa outfit because I figured, hey, why the hell not? You know, yeah. I, you know I might as well do it. But she, she was a really good sport. She braided my wig into like a side braid so I could like roll with the Elsa thing. And then, oh, my God, we were mobbed by children for like three hours. It was great. I sang. Let it go. It was wonderful. Oh, nice. It was, awesome. Yeah. Some lady asked me if I did birthday parties and I was like, oh dear lord almighty well how much do you pay (laughs) like like, i guess i could like just well yes it was fun it was it was an adventure and then it went viral and perez hilton spelled my name wrong and people were like saying all kinds of crappy stuff about me and it was yeah it was it was fun
1: because
2: i was just surprised people were saying crappy things about me like most of them were like oh that's so sweet of her to do that and then people who were like super disney freaks like you know what i'm talking about right like super disney freaks they were like well she should have told them that she was elsa that that she wasn't elsa because like she's lying to children and i'm like okay you want me to look at a four-year-old girl who's looking at me like i'm the best thing in the world and be like no i'm sorry child i'm not elsa goodbye go away like i'm not gonna do that no you know
1: you are being a proper disney princess
2: exactly like if they think i'm i don't care who they think i am if they think i'm sophie from house moving castle i'll sit there and pretend that i'm sophie from house moving castle like it's a child I great don't movie care. by the way that's excellent movie i know right? come yeah. on like ah uh, it was i mean and then you of course you had like dudes commenting on my picture i don't know if they were trying to troll her or what but they would be like oh she's way too skinny to be nervous her boobs are too small Oh really? Wow, thanks. You know, like, well, there's
1: trolls everywhere for anything, you know. The like this...
2: would I would have done without you to tell me that. I would have just like died. You know, oh, man. It was just dumb. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This. This trolls. Just trolls everywhere. Don't. 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 Don't people don't feed just them. don't feed them exactly because I mean they're the exactly <laughs> and that's their main goal is to you know to get a rise out of you you know so like just ignore exactly. them you know but there's a lot and that's one thing too that you know it's unfortunate is you hear a, a lot it's so easy to be negative right and especially in media and whatnot everyone's right. like it's so easy to find the negativity thing so it's it's kind of sweet when you do kind of hear like these nice stories you know like you know I, I actually think that was really cool what you did and I think that was my daughter I have a daughter and she's uh, three she would have done the same thing she would have came up to you thinking you were elsa and so it's <laughs> nice to know that like that you you were able to kind of get in that frame of mind because that's it's a special moment for the kid you know like yeah. they don't they don't you know they, they see someone that they really love and you're able to Absolutely. give them that special moment you know and yeah. that means a lot and to them I-
2: and then I'm up on the second floor and there's like a woman and she's standing there and this is in Tampa, you know, and this woman's standing there and she's going, oh, I'm so glad that you guys are here and, and you guys are like so professional because like it's so much money to get into Disney and then you had to wait in line for three hours to meet Anna and Elsa and I think it's just great that you guys are here and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even think about that, you know, like it yep. is expensive, you know, if you're from out of state yep. and You know, and especially I think when when you're doing a Disney character, you want to kind of maintain the character integrity and roll with it, you know, and just act like you would if you were a paid actor in the parks. Like, you keep character integrity, you behave yourself, you don't, like, start swearing in front of children or, like, you know, whatever. Just behave yourself, you know? it's. I mean, I did Cinderella when I was at Dragon Con for about an hour, which was the sweatiest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Holy God almighty. Um, But this little girl walked up to me. and was like Cinderella. And she got all excited. So I got down on the floor and I was talking to her and I was like, oh, your dress is so pretty and your shirt is so nice. And you have butterflies. And look, I have butterflies too. It was from the the, the 2015 movie, the Kenneth Branagh one. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she'd seen it. She was like four. And she thought I was like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, oh, my God, this tiny child. You know, (laughs) know, (laughs) but it was, you know, and it was great. And her mom like was taking all these pictures of us. And it was it was really sweet. Um, you know, just to give kids that experience at a convention. You know, they get excited. They think that you're actually the character. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I and, I can test firsthand. I mean, I have two kids. My son's six, and my uh, yeah. daughter's three. And we, you know, we we uh, we went to Animal Kingdom for the first time, and we saw we oh. waited in line to see Pocahontas, and they were so excited. They're like, we just met Pocahontas. Like it was, it made their That's day. Horrible. So oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. There was
2: a I had a friend named Ron um, who has a daughter um who's about two or three and she saw my ray pictures i was working on ray um last fall because i wanted to get her done by the premiere date for force awakens and um i get a lot of the time now that the movie has come out oh my god you look exactly like daisy ridley well i don't think i look like daisy ridley but everybody says i do so i just rolled with it and i had like a mock-up done of the costume it hadn't been dyed yet i hadn't finished it at all you know and um Ron messaged me and he goes, my daughter saw your costume and she thinks that you're Daisy Ridley. She thinks you're the real Ray. She thinks that like you came right off the movie set. Can you come to Megacon fan days? Because they were having the fan days thing, you know, at like back in November. He goes, can you come? And like, can you wear that when you go? And I'm like, I haven't even finished it yet, but okay, I can do that. So like for the next week I was like working on this costume and I put it on and I walked in, you know, I, it was great. It looked so bad. Like it was, it was like Ray around one. I had like two belts from two different jackets like tied around my waist for like the, for like the belt. Uh, it looked, I mean I've upgraded it since then but it just looked really hilarious and then this little girl in a Kylo Ren costume she had like a little bobblehead. it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life she sees me and just goes absolutely sock still and I couldn't see her face because she had the mask on but I'm pretty sure her mouth was just like dropped open she comes running over me and gives me this giant hug and like she would not let like, go of me like her dad had to like Aww. pry off it was <laughs> <laughs> It was really cute. I've also had kids ask me, you know, are you the real Ray or are you just somebody in a costume? Which is like, how do I answer that? You know, but it's it's really cute, though, because kids are just great. You know, they
1: are. We're going to take a small break. And when we get back, we'll talk more about The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... AG Productions is an
0: Orlando-based film and photo company.
1: They work with a lot of local cosplayers. Shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero.
0: Agia has done some charity work
1: as well,
0: working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness.
1: Find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome,
0: high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer, that's okay too. AG can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, AJIT Productions does weddings, graduation, quinceañeras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, AG can do it.
1: Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agent's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't, don't forget, forget to tell, tell them that, them that, that the Happy Hour, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen
0: his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game character, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com and that's www.joshbauerartist.com. Dot com, and you can find him on all his social media outlets, including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at
1: upcoming events like... Space Coast Nerd Fest, April 16th and the 17th. He's going to be a guest artist. Also, free comic book day, May 7th, at Smash Comics. MegaCon 2016, from May 26th to the 29th, where he'll even have a booth in the vendors area. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's J-B-D-E-Z-I-G-N-S.storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our happy
0: hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code, Deuces on the loose, and that is spelled D-U-C-E-I-S-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E, you'll get 25% off prints posters, and mini prints. And if you see him at on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend Josh Bauer of JB Designs. And don't forget to tell him that the Happy, Happy Hour, Hour with, Johnny with Johnny and Deuce sent
1: you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm Johnny, of course, got my main man, Deuce. What's up, man? Awesome. And, of course, we have our amazingly talented friend, Carrie Marie. Uh, and Hello. And we were talking about The Force Awakens before the break, and you said something earlier about how much you love the film. And I, my question for you was, I assume you grew up loving Star
2: Wars? Oh my God! Yes, that was one of the few. I, I was a pretty sheltered child, and that was one of the few franchises that I was allowed to watch. And um, so I think I was about six or seven when I first saw Return of the Jedi, and that was the first Star Wars movie that I ever saw. And my mother, of course, who had grown up with the movies, um, she actually took her brother to see it in 1977 when the first one came out. So I'm like seven years old, and I very vividly remember like sitting on the couch, like watching. You know the mask come off Darth Vader's face, just being absolutely horrified, and my mother behind me going, "Look, he's just a sad old man. You know, he's he's not scary at all, is he, scary You know, it's just." But, and my mom like explained to me what's going on, you know, um, with with the movies, because bits and pieces of it, and then we went back and watched the original trilogy because my mother insisted that I watch, you know, Star Wars, and then I watched Empire Strikes Back, and then I watched Return of the Jedi. So I was about like. like seven or eight and we watched all three of those and she was you know explaining to me you know what was going on well it's kind of like a space wizard like he can use magic but it's called the force and yeah, and it was very cool you know as a child you grew up with that and we had lightsaber yeah I had three little brothers so of course we had like no shortage of plastic lightsabers in the house um and I always wanted to be a Jedi and I thought it was really cool and um but I, I feel like part of it you know as a girl you know growing up with Star Wars being a huge part of your life is that you know the boys who are in your grade in your class in your school who also like Star Wars have this idea that you only like Star Wars because you have a crush on them and it's like okay son I've liked this since I was six before I knew what a boy was like calm yourself down like I remember being in like ninth or eighth or ninth grade and two of the boys in like the grade above me were writing Star Wars fan fiction on the school computers and they would not let me read it. And I was so mad because I really wanted to read their Star Wars fan fiction. And they were like, no, you can't read it. You're a stupid girl. And I was like, no, I really wanted to read it. And I'm a good writer. I could like proofread it for you. No, you can't. Ah." But, and I, I mean, I was at the library. We had a library right across from our school. So I would go in there and I would check out all the old Republic novels, all the little short Do you remember they had, like, a series? I do, yep. and It was, like, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and all their adventures. And mm-hmm. I, I read every single one of those books. I read all, like, the, the 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 serial novels, like, in between episode two and episode three and episode one and episode two. And Obi-Wan's whole thing with Siri Tachi. And I was, I was like, obsessed with, like, the EU. It was so cool. And we had the visual dictionaries. And I basically read those things until so they fell apart. I was obsessed with, you know, Padme's costumes when that came out. Um, and I was allowed to watch it of course. Um, but I remember being like 11 and sitting on the floor with my cousin and just looking at the costumes and going, oh my gosh, I want to wear a pretty dress like that. Look at those things. But, you know, we both agreed that just Padme was just not as cool because, um, you know, she wasn't a Jedi. Like, she was very smart. She was a senator and that was all nice, but she didn't get a cool laser sword. And, you know, everybody wants a cool laser sword. Like, come on now. Yeah. So when, when you know, Rurund the Sith came out, we thought, oh my God, you know, it's over forever. And I was really upset. I think I was like, Oh, my God. What was that? 2005? I was yep. like mm-hmm. 13 years old. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was a baby. Um, but and I was like right in middle school and I was like, oh, my God, my life is over. Star Wars. Ah. And that was a darker so movie, too. All the, that,
1: what? that was like a darker movie, too, especially at the end of the lava it and was. all that. That was pretty gruesome.
2: Yeah, I rubbed it in my brother's face that I was allowed to see it, and they weren't because I was 13 and it was a PG-13. It was uh-huh. the only PG-13 movie, I think, you know.
1: Yeah, well, Wasn't it, well I think of the, the, f- yeah, none of the other ones were. They were PG.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I, I was allowed to go to the theater and see it, and I was like, ha-ha, you can't see it. <laughs> but, of course, I, like, relayed the entire plot of the movie to them, and then when they were allowed to see it, they went and saw it, which was kind of funny, but... um. But yeah, and then I thought, you know, oh my God, it's over forever. The, you know, this sucks. And I read the, there was a novel that I had laying around the house that I don't remember the name of it at all, but it was a, it was about like a guy who's force sensitive. He was an X-wing pilot. And like, I don't even remember the plot of the story. There's a guy who gets poisoned and like something about his wife. I don't even remember, but I read that. And I was reading like all the EU novels with Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. And I was like, this is great. And then they were like, they're making a new Star Wars movie. And my, internally, I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. J.J. Abrams is directing it. And I was like, all right. Well, he kind of ruined Star Trek. But OK, Like, I guess I'll give him a chance. Because, I mean, I, I also kind of grew up watching Star Trek. Um, My mom was really big on the original series. My dad was really big on Next Generation because mm. he looks exactly like Captain Picard. Like, And he always made a huge deal out of doing the whole make it so. Like, he would do the whole <laughs> impersonation and everything. But my mom was always, you know, big to tell me, well, you know, the whole point of Star Trek, when it came out as a TV show, it was very progressive. They showed stuff on TV that was, like, absolutely unheard of before. You know, you had the first interracial kiss on TV on Major News Network. You had, you know these these ideas. you you had like stories where it was very clear what they were talking about. They were talking about sexism and racism and like all this stuff in the sixties, but it was like aliens were doing it. So you could tell the story, but it wasn't yeah, it was like a progressive way to tell the story, you yeah. know? And then I feel like JJ Abrams made Star Trek and it was just like lens flares, explosions. Oh, we time traveled back through time and none of everything is irrelevant. It's like, oh come on, really? Like that's kind of a cop out in writing. You know, to this day I still hold by that it's a cop out. But um and then of course casting Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan Noonien Singh, really, really, Benedict Cumberbatch. You're gonna cast Benedict. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go off on a rant. That was just like nuts. But um, but and then they were like, oh, he's making Star uh, Star Wars, and I'm like, oh, I really hope it doesn't suck. And then they were like, oh, well, apparently the main because I didn't know anything about it at all. You Mm -hmm. know that they did such a good job with the marketing. I didn't know anything about it, and I had seen in the very first teaser that there was a girl who gets on a speeder bike. And like zooms off into like the sunset on what looked like Tatooine. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make that costume. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like three years ago. And now like my Ray is like my biggest like costume people recognize me from. And it's like, yes, that's so cool, you know. But I went and saw the movie um, in my Ray costume, which was like hilarious because I actually walked into Target beforehand to get a drink. And I had kids running up to me. This was like opening night. I had oh, wow. kids running up to me. I had this, oh my God, my favorite I walked away from the, the little Starbucks inside the Target with my with my drink. This girl runs up to me and she cannot be more than like ten years old and she's wearing like a pink prep school uniform. And she looks at me and she goes, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like she's waving her hands around like flapping her hands. She's so excited. And I'm like, hi and she goes oh, And then she puts her hands together like a dojo and goes, May the force be with you. And it was like <laughs> Yes, <laughs> this is great. Um, but I was running around, like, all these kids were, like, really excited to see me in the, in the Target. And I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over and see the movie. And, like, I'll, I'm really excited to see it, you know. Walked in, and I sat down in the very, very front row. And it was, like, it was like 3D. And I can't even, like, I'm horrible with 3D. I can't see 3D at all. And I was, like, in love with the movie. I was, like, crying by the end of the
1: movie. I cried I four times during the movie. A total emotional
2: yeah. wreck. I was yeah. like, this is must be what it's like for... Somebody who was born in the '70s—that was—that must be what it feels like to go and see this movie for the first time. Right, like it was amazing. It was like the same general story, but this entire new twist on it with characters that you know and love. You know, bawling my eyes out. I mean, somebody spoiled the movie for me like right before I went and saw it, which I was still very pissed off about. Um, like somebody literally sent me an anonymous message on Tumblr saying Han Solo is Kylo Ren's father and Kylo Ren kills him, and I'm like, what? the hell and i thought it was fake and then i went and saw the movie and right when the when they said your father han solo i'm like oh god damn it now i know he's gonna die but i didn't you know but i still love the movie i didn't take away from my enjoying it at all it was amazing i absolutely thought it was great
1: well, my my main thing about it, the reason I loved it, was the fact that he used all like the organic sets and used you know yes. Muppets and like real world locations and like anything yes. he could create, he did, and that's something that was lacking for the most part in the prequels. The prequels exactly. were just all green screen, History. yeah. Yeah. So I mean,
2: you see these set pictures of like you know Natalie Portman sitting on a massive blue saddle, and it's like how in the name of God are you supposed to act in a room like that? Like, no wonder the acting was so, like, weird. You have nothing to go off of. You're not even in a meadow. You're in a blue room with a bunch of mattresses, and you're sitting on a thing, and it's just, it was so, it was, ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have
1: you have these Oscar winner, you know, Oscar-nominated Oscar winners, you know, yeah. Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, and Natalie Portman goes on to win an Oscar for Black Swan later on. So, like, people, like, these amazing actors—they're just so stiff, and like you're literally—I remember there was—it was in the uh, Attack of the Clones, where they had uh, Hugh McGregor, and he was supposed to be. Uh, acting to this the alien race that was the long neck alien race I forget the names yeah but he had like a, I remember in the making of it was like this big stick with the pole with the face on it because he didn't have the yeah. they didn't have anything they could use I was like really how yeah. are you supposed to act to a, a puppet a stick like, you at know
2: least get, like at least pull a James Spader and like you know put it on your head and then like talk to the person so they have something to look at when they talk yeah. to you you know what I mean yeah. like Voltron this crap like let's go but yeah. yeah I thought it was. You know, it was just so weird. It's like George Lucas was just like, oh, we're going to do, you know, computer generated everything. Everything, everything, everything. Like, I still cringe every time they do that scene in on Naboo when Anakin's floating the pear across to Padme oh. and, like, she takes a bite out of it. And you it's so obvious that, like, the bite disappears before she even, like, touches it, right. like, with her face. It's like, that is just bad editing. Or she, yeah. Her face clips right through the pear. Like, let's go, ah, you know, it's just. It's like he just went to town and didn't even think about, you know, practical sets. But I thought the practical effect did you know that the bread was a practical effect? The bread that Ray makes. Yeah, that wasn't mm-hmm. computer generated. That was a practical effect. That blew me away. Yeah. I thought it was CG. Like
1: it looked amazing too. And I and yeah. I and I was a huge fan of just how they designed the sets because like she is like inside an old AT-AT walker and yeah. like she's like pretty much outfitted it as like a little like a, a place for herself to live and and yeah. like has got ex- a
2: hammock in there and her little her little pilot doll and the and the helmet and That's like all awesome. the stuff that she scavenged and it's yeah. just oh, it was so cool and it was it did a really good job of showing kind of the effect the Empire had on the galaxy Absolutely. instead of telling yeah. you, you know, so you have like these wrecked X-wings and star destroyers, like visual
1: storytelling, you know? Yeah. Which is awesome. Cause that's, that's a main difference when people, and see, I'm a fan of both star Trek and star Wars, but it's, I'm more, I'm like 75% star Wars, 25% star Trek. That's kind of how I, if I took those quizzes online, that's kind of like how I am. Uh, when you see yeah. our, if you see our studio, if I turn the camera around, you'd see like star Wars everywhere. Uh, and, but there is Star Trek stuff. It's just smaller amounts. But for me, I always equated it this way. Star Wars is more about like the the big scope, like the you know the worlds and like the the uh, you know the exploration and that aspect and being the the kind of like conflict and the struggle and Star Trek is more about like the close quarters of the characters you know and whatnot they're more yeah. about the it's more uh, intimate I guess but Star Wars still has a little bit of both but I would I would say you know that's you have obviously you have television shows to kind of bounce off of that and television shows are written in the you know hour time span you know you have you know the original show and then of course Next Generation yeah, Deep perfect. Space Nine you have and,
2: time to tell your story in exactly
1: so that's yeah. why it feels I a also little,
2: feel like Star Wars kind of reflects like what people are scared of at the time. Like in the seventies sure. and eighties, you know, it was a faceless dictators, you mm. know, and then in the early two thousands, it's those shady politicians who wage war. And then you know now it's I don't know I guess Kylo Ren is your antagonist villain or Snoke or whatever. But like I, I feel like I feel like also it definitely reflects kind of more of like current events.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I I feel like for me when I when I I, I saw force awakens seven times in theaters and i remember <laughs> uh, <me too. laughs> yeah high five air high five uh, Yeah, <laughs> and I, I remember every time walking out of it picking up something new and i I remember just like that a it's sure it, it, star wars movie you know you go in you know especially if you're a fan you're a little bit biased you come in with blinders on like it's gonna be great no matter what uh and you go in and you're, you're like pleasantly surprised like wow this is not only a uh you know a good Star Wars movie. This is just a good film. Like it's it, it the reason why it works so well is that J.J. J. Abrams followed George Lucas's uh, uh original writing you know with where it was the based on Dr. Joseph Campbell you know the the arc of the hero and that's why a lot of people are comparing this one to episode four but that's because that's how the rise of the hero is you, you have to have right. your beginning your you know your origin yeah. where you came from and interacting journey, with me
2: and then you're it, being taught and then you yeah, yeah that's
1: why everyone's like oh well it's it's a retelling of episode four it's like not really
2: every, every like, hero journey is the same story exactly that's it why it makes it good on mm-hmm. you know you have to add details or whatever but at, at its heart all these hero stories and all the journeys they're all the same story Harry Potter you know Frodo Baggins Peter Parker Mulan all, all look at Mulan
1: story. look at her story yeah, that's Mulan, exactly. Mulan that's is a, Star Wars I mean, actually yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah
2: it's it's the whole hero's journey and just yeah Joseph Campbell's cycle and the whole you know the many phases of the hero or what is it the I don't remember the name of the book but yeah I, yeah I know, I know what, what you're, you're talking about actually, yeah. But, yeah yeah I mean it's and people yeah people come say oh well it's like a rip off of the thing well you stick with what works
1: but i always tell people do you star wars because like that's what it should be it it, because let's be honest for the most part the prequels kind of divided fans for the most part like because you know people weren't overall happy i mean people didn't want to sit through trade federation talks and and all (laughs) this stuff and like oh that's so boring and like you, you you know they're Sure, the lightsaber stuff was cool, but like you didn't. At the end of the day, you didn't really care about the characters. And right. in a five-minute conversation, you you knew who Poe Dameron was. You knew who right. uh, uh, Finn was. They knew each other they became friends and you knew what your struggle was them. you cared about them in a two right. minute conversation in a TIE fighter you were exactly. already on board literally like the, I, having, I care about these characters already
2: they're having like the best time of their lives like escaping in a TIE fighter from the Star Destroyer and at that moment I was like oh my god I love them both this is great let's go you know I mean you didn't really feel that connected to any character in the prequels like mm-hmm. maybe I mean because you know it's funny Jar Jar Would you not say Jar Jar... Oh, my God, my brother is yelling Jar Jar Binks at me through the door. I'm doing a podcast interview, Steven. Go away. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's Jar Jar Binks. Well, let's
1: be fair. George Lucas... Jar Jar Binks was revolutionary from a technical standpoint because oh, yeah. he was the yeah, very so he, he was. yeah he was a very fully realized CG character in a full length film. No one had ever done that before. He's essentially uh, Gollum's father because you look at what Peter Jackson did later <laughs> on. Seriously, if you look at it's it true. that way, yeah, You're I mean, right. yeah. no one had yeah. done that before. So, like it was it, you know it was kind of mind blowing in that aspect, even with the right. character itself wasn't well received. The idea of the character and shooting in digital people were scared to do that. they were like, "Oh film, you know it has to be film and so he kind of did do a lot of things that changed the industry, you know later right. on down the line, so love or hate the prequels, they did influence you know technology, yeah, so that's that's one of the things and uh.
2: And then they what did they do? They shot Attack of the Clones completely on digital, and that was the first time that anybody had ever done that.
1: Correct. Yeah, that was like the first
2: time.
0: Exactly, and you had to go to special. Well, shouldn't say special, but like here in Orlando, the only uh, place that had a digital projector was downtown Disney. So, like, I had to buy my tickets like months in advance so I could go see it on the digital projector.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and everything That's- looked a
1: little different too, because I remember it was like a special thing, like in DLP or whatever digital pro- You know, yeah. it, it'd be like you'd see it on the ticket, like you they you would know, like all right, you're paying extra for this yeah. feature, like. It, I actually preferred watching animated movies. Like whenever you saw an animated movie digital, oh my god, it looked amazing. Like the colors yeah. popped. Like yeah. They was so. Because that was one of the things was like, I I went to the Pixar films. A, I I love Pixar. But I went to the Pixar films because they had the pre, the prequel trailers. You had Monsters Inc. You know, I think you had Episode okay. Two and in that. Incredibles. Uh, and what was the other one? I'm trying to remember the other. Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story. I think I don't remember which one, but like wh- there was another uh, f- film I went to watch just for the trailer, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, <Finding know>, <laughs> uh, I think it was Finding Nemo. I yeah, think it was, yeah, it was ne- and oh, it, yeah, for yeah. the Star Wars prequels." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited!" You know, and you happen to get a good movie to boot, so that was that was awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, exactly.
1: But yeah, so it's like I think The Force Awakens blew everyone away, and because it 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 also yet to a wonder too, like this is some people's first Star Wars you know, and, and as a filmmaker, you have to realize that as well, because J.J. Abrams is, you know, he wears his fandom on a sleeve, he loves Star Wars, he's, you know, even when he's okay. making Star Trek, it was more of a Star Wars movie, you know, if you look at it yeah, that way. Yeah, it really
2: was, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's like, you know, you look at the, how he made the film, and he obviously, he got uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the best movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back, you got him on oh, board.
2: Such a good movie.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, so you got him on board, you've got john williams i'm a huge film score fan so john williams came back at the ripe age of 83 years old and he came back and made ray's theme oh my god like i i get goosebumps every time i hear it it's freaking
2: gorgeous yeah it's freaking beautiful it's it's so hopeful and bouncy absolutely And just like joyful like i love it it's i get goosebumps when i listen to it yeah i cried at the end uh
1: when he mixed ray's theme uh, with Luke's theme, oh my God, I I lost it at the end when oh Ray's walking up. They called the Jedi steps and finale, and he's she's oh walking. My
2: God. No, I had like I had like goosebumps and chills, and I was like crying my yep. eyes out when Mark Hamill took the hood off. Oh, I was absolutely. Like, oh my God, it's him, and he's old, and he's back. You know, it was so great. Those
1: pretty blue eyes of his looking at you. You're and just like
2: and then the oh my God, it was, it was so, so awesome,
1: and I love the I love the helicopter shot too around them. You kind of get that yes. perspective of the two. Yeah, really
2: tight like like focus where it was yeah. like, Oh my God, it was so great. It was so great.
1: It's amazing. So obviously we all love, and Deuce and I actually, episode 129 for those listening at home who have not, uh, we did a full spoiler cast on um, Star Wars, uh, the force awakens for those listening. I haven't seen that or haven't heard that episode. Go to episode 129. You can check that out. We did a full hour and a half spo- uh, spoiler cast on the film. So people go check that out for sure uh, uh, for the force awakens. So, I would be remiss if we did not talk cuz we 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 know that you uh, you know, you're known and I actually knew when I saw first was introduced to you uh online, I was like, "Oh, she does this amazing Ray uh cosplay." And that's you were, that was the first one I saw. And then there was a there was some posts you made online and you were and even recently someone brought it up again and I remember you saying something about it. But you had uh, a little bit of a I guess a controversy, if you will, uh with your Ray pinup. You want to yes, I on did. That?
2: Yes, I did, and I say that with pride because uh, it was a hilarious disaster on all accounts. I think everybody who was involved can agree. Um, the basic rundown was this: I have a friend named Marla who does uh, an- another really amazing Ray cosplay, and she actually built a BB-8 like from scratch. And did it like somebody had done a piece of artwork um somewhere where Ray was like leaning up on BB8 in like a pinup pose with like no shirt on but the wraps on and there's a little bit of side boob there. And Ray is 19 in the in the trilogy, so it's fine. Or in the in the in Force Awakens. Like right. she's of legal age. It's not like she's 12 and you're like right. you know, objectifying her. Right. So Marla like did a little shoot where she was leaning up on the BB eight that she had built in the costume that she had made with a little bit of side move, it wasn't inappropriate. It was like a cute, it was like a cute pinup. Right. So she posted it in the replica prop forum, um, group page because there's a group page and there's an official page. She posted it in the, in the group page and like within 15 minutes, there were like a hundred comments on it and like 600 likes or something like this. It was like a ridiculous amount of people. And most of them where people were like women slamming her and being like, oh my God, how dare you sexualize this character because Ray isn't meant to be sexualized because she's a strong, independent woman and blah, blah, blah. And Marla was like, you don't understand. Like, this is a piece of artwork and I recreated it. I'm not doing anything to the character. I'm right. literally just posing for a picture piece of artwork. Well, back around Valentine's Day, because this all happened, I want to say like early March, I don't really remember when, Um, but back around Valentine's Day or back in January or something back then, I and my photographer, the amazing and ever talented Greg Laro had done a Ray pinup shoot because we thought it would be hilarious to do. We had seen the same picture. Like I had had no idea that Marla had done this, um, this whole shoot, but we had seen the picture of the BB-8 and I was like, oh my God, like I should get the staff and we should like do some goofy pictures. So I had one and like in all of them, I'm wearing the full costume just with no shirt. So the pieces are crossing over the front. It's not like drastic so in one of them I'm holding like the staff in front of my boob and the other one like I'm I'm sitting back and like my pants are just slightly pulled down a little bit with my hips poking out like my hip bone poking out because I have nice hips thank you very much and it looks good and then in the third one I was like with my back to the camera facing the camera with like the top of my butt showing and it wasn't like you know my entire asshole is showing it's like it's just my butt you know it's just it's just a butt what did it ever do to you nothing it's a nice butt so like <laughs> So I was like, oh my God. And I messaged Marla and I was like, what is going on? And she was like, oh my God, I've been getting like ridiculous comments all day. It's so stupid. And I was like, you know what? I have the pictures that I posted on my Facebook and she had seen them and she thought they were great. And I was like, well, I'm going to post them in the RPF. They can't yell at me because I had actually been featured on the RPF's official page before in the full Ray costume with a lightsaber. They had they had featured me one of Greg's pieces. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, what's well, the exact same costume? Just, you know, Sans shirt. I'm going to post it. So I posted it and I was like, okay, well, I'm posting this in solidarity because y'all can't seem to, you know, leave Marla alone for five seconds for like showing a little bit of side boob. So I hope you're happy with this because I'm showing a lot more skin than just side boob. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was insane. Like, I, I don't, rem- I was like, laughing my ass mostly it was people who were like super pissed off at me people who said that i was ruining feminism people who said that i was ruining star wars people who said that like i was i was like ruining women or something i was like what in the name of- oh my god it was so funny but i was just laughing about it because i thought it was really stupid then um uh, you know and nobody said anything like there was literally a guy in the comments who was calling one of the women who was sticking up for me like the C word, Oh wow. like see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. And he was like swearing and people were trying to tag mods in and the moderators were nowhere to be found. They were not like stepping into this. So this went on for like two hours. We both amassed between us at least 900 likes each, 800 likes each. It was hilarious. And then my friend Jonah Warford, who does a really hilarious, he does really good Captain America cosplays is what he's really known for, or at least that's what I know him for. So then he decided to jump in on the fun and he had like a sexy Kylo Ren photo shoot that he had done for Valentine's Day where he's just wearing like black boxer shorts, the mask, the gloves, and like the the shawl and he was like dramatically laying on a couch and then he posted <laughs> his pictures. Everyone thought it was hilarious. Everyone was just cracking up and he was like, oh, I'm here to ruin your characters because he just thought it was really stupid that everybody was like yelling at us over this. Yeah. Then another guy, um, um, Cash Kaufman, who's a very, very good looking like dude who does modeling and he's, he's in Atlanta and he does really good Spider-Man stuff. He did like some se- he posted some of his sexy pictures where like, you know, his hand was in front of his junk and he had like on the Spider-Man suit. And, like it was really good. It was really like really well shot and he's very, you know, good looking. So it was, it was really well done. So I laughed about it and I was like, oh, you know, that's all. And I, and I left my computer alone for like 15 minutes Well, I went down to get something to eat because I've been sitting on Facebook all day, like fighting with people about, you know, feminism and Star Wars, which was like, you know, that's my idea of a good day. But it gets old after a while. I came back upstairs after like 20 minutes, 15 minutes had gone by. I had 98 notifications, 20 private message notifications, 118 friend requests. And all of the pictures on the RPF had been taken down by the mods. Oh, wow. They had stepped in as soon as the dudes started posting sexy pictures, and they were like, oh, this is blah, 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 and they took everything down. And then Marla was like, well, I got this really rude message from a um, – she, she's saying that, like, you know, oh, well, this moderator is saying that I was supposed to have received a message, and I didn't get a message. I don't know what's going on. Well, I went into my inbox, and I had received a message from one of the moderators, And I think it was like a cookie cutter message, but it was like, your, your, your uh, image didn't show the the amount of craftsmanship that we expect in the RPF. And I was like, that's very interesting because it's the same exact costume that was featured on the official damn page. So I don't know how you can say it's not good craftsmanship when like the staff is completely 3D printed, assembled painted and sanded and weathered by me. The strap, I completely sourced from, you know, it's the screen-accurate freaking strap. I got the leather pieces done by my friend Jacqueline, who's, like, fantastic with leather. The entire costume, I made the wrap from scratch, and I and I coffee-dyed everything, and, like, how can you say that's not... I had the screen-accurate boots, which are, like, sold out now. How can you say that's not good craftsmanship? And I, po- and I, went po- I came back to the RPF because somebody had posted a status saying, oh, my God, why did this get taken down? And because one of the mods it posted had said something like, oh, it's, it has nothing to do with, you know, with with like, um, with like being sexy. It's just the quality of the cosplay. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's about ethics and cosplay and not sexism. All right, cool. So then I posted the screen cap of the message that I had gotten and about 14 people were like, oh my God, that's absolutely unacceptable. That's ridiculous. I talked to another mod who's a friend of mine and he was like, oh no, that guy just screwed up. And he was supposed to send that to some girl who was trying to post dating websites on the RPF and not you. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I, po- this is just like the dumbest thing ever. But now like I'm, I'm seeing these pictures get reposted like all the time. I think like a, a website, I don't remember what name, name of the website, but um somebody posted a link and it was like oh these sexy ray cosplays will make you blah 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 click now it was like a clickbait article and i want a clickbait article with marla like there's three pictures of me two pictures of marla and a picture of my friend nikki who didn't do a sexy ray cosplay she did like a dark side ray cosplay it was just like normal ray with a red lightsaber But she did a really good job, too. And people were saying, oh, you know, and it came back again. You ruined feminism. You ruined Star Wars. You ruined this character for my children. There was, like, a big to-do in another, like, group I was in where some woman accused me of... Oh, my God, it was so funny. This woman accused me of photoshopping my vagina of, yeah, because... I I don't even know, of posting pornography where children could see, which is a moot point because Facebook is supposed to be 13 and older and also there's no portal out on Facebook and if it was naked, it would have been taken down and it's not naked. Pamela, so don't, you know, like but like, it was like I, I was just like, what in the name of the, what? What it was? It was just
1: fired out of control. It sounds. It like. really
2: did. People lost their freaking minds. Now, on the other great. hand, you know I lost what I did? a whole
0: day at work to it. Like seriously, for a whole day at work, I was just like eating popcorn. Yeah. Awesome. Like <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie, You're I didn't like get working. dick <laughs> done the whole day. I was just like, this is fucking great. Like, like get some popcorn. Yeah. And just, like, yeah. Watching. I just did. I did. That's kind of what brought me to the party, which got yeah. me to actually firm request you and have you come on the show. Because when it went down, two things (laughs) happened. Number one, it was fucking hysterical and I spent all day (laughs) just like watching it and just enjoying it. And two, I have to say, you handled that situation with such a level of grace and class. I was like, I have (laughs) got to have her on the podcast. If nothing else, just to tell her the statement I just told you. Because
2: thank you. Because
0: trust me, if it had been me, I'd been like, "Fuck all you motherfuckers, kiss my ass!" <laughs> like you can lick up on this I say, p- I was delicious like, crack, like so stupid. All that but for, yeah,
2: like, my, my girlfriends because yeah. I was messaging them like, "Can you believe this bullshit?" You know, yeah. because I was pissed off. But then, of course, you know, maintaining appearances, I was like, "Listen, if you have a problem, you have a problem, and I can't fix that." Mm-hmm. But you yeah. don't have to take it out on me if you have issues with your own sexuality. Like, sure. it's yeah. not my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, at, a, at some point, I do understand that people are like, oh, well, Ray is not a sexualized character, and that's so rare, in Star Wars, and blah, 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 blah. And, like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, you can't tell random cosplayers that they can't do a cosplay because you don't like it.
0: Yeah, and then there's rule 48 or 43 or whatever it is, so... All of that shit kind of goes out the window well, with that.
1: My my thing is like it, it,
0: they don't rule
2: thirty four. That's the one. Thirty four. If it exists, there's porn of it on yeah, the Yeah,
0: exactly. There is. So it's like yeah. somebody's gonna do something like, okay, weird like, with it either saying, way. So like, why there was literally,
2: you know? They're like okay, like think about this. though. there was literally a brony artist on Tumblr who drew who drew a BB-8 with a vagina because he wanted to screw the robot. What? And but, no, I'm the one ruining Star Wars. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Cool. Like, you know, what is wrong with you? Like,
0: Well, like – Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Ridiculous. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just – I was really pissed off because it's, like, of all the things that you're going to take out on people, like, of all the crazy fan art in the world, like, I'm pretty sure that you can find – like, fan fiction and and pictures of, like, C-3PO and R2-D2 banging each other or of, like, Han Solo and Chewbacca banging each other. Like, I'm pretty sure it exists. So of all the things that you're going to get mad about, one or two cosplayers doing, like, a cute, sexy version of a female character that hasn't been naked yet in these movies, like, I don't think that's something to get mad about. But my, thing, really but my thing is, look at Slave
1: Leia. I mean, if, the, I know. if, if everyone goes back I, and they're like, you know, I think, you know, technically she one she... of the most popular cosplay yeah yeah and like right. there's less on her than you know what I mean than you than yeah. you had so like and even
2: when I, and people are like oh but my kids will see this and freak out well when I was a kid and I saw the original movies my mother explained to me you know he put her in that outfit because he wants to embarrass her that's right. the entire point of slave like exactly and then she killed him with the chain that he put around her. yeah neck. So symbolic of like taking it into your own hands and like and, you know, getting rid of the nasty slug, you know what I mean? But, but it's, like, <laughs> yeah. if you can't take five seconds to explain to your child, you know, yeah. oh, some people like to wear costumes like this and some people don't and both is fine. If you can't take five seconds to explain that to your kid, then, like, I don't even want to, like, have a conversation with you at all about well, it because it's, it's just well, ridiculous. Let's
1: talk about it this way, too. My my Because que- my wife, like, she likes to, you know, cosplay and and from time to time and when she she feels pretty and that's that's the question for you you felt pretty right when you took those photos like you felt
2: felt like i felt very cute i was like it's cute it made you feel good
1: it made you feel good and that's important because like people you need to love yourself you know what i mean like you have to like there's so many so much hate and so much like negativity in the world and whatnot and i've learned myself it's like you know you need to like kind of like love yourself and love who you are and if you if you feel good you know, and you're not, and you're not hurting anybody. It's other people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, why should it yeah. matter? You know what I mean? You're not, you know, yeah. you're not breaking any laws or anything like that. So it's like, exactly. you know, go and have fun. Like on the other
2: hand, you do have people who who are just total assholes, and right. so when you confront them, they're like, "But it's who I am, and I don't want to like lie to myself." And it's right. like, no, you're being a dick. Like, there's exactly. a difference between yeah. being comfortable with who you are exactly. and then using, just saying that, like, "Well, I'm a dick, and that's who I am, so I'm just going right. to be a dick to everybody." Yeah. Like, no, that's affecting other people. You exactly. have to. You know, but even with cosplaying, like, it took a lot for me to, like, even put on the Black Widow suit because... I wasn't, you know, the kind of person who really ever thought about my body or really was that confident about it or anything like that. And the response that I got was pretty positive when I did Black Widow. So I was like, well, why not? I can, you know, I can have a little fun. Like I've done like vintage, like pin up Peggy shoots with Greg. I've done all kinds of different shoots and it's really, really fun and it's empowering. And it's like, look, I'm going to choose to do this of my own free will. Nobody's forcing me to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I'm not slave Leia being forced into a bikini here. Like which, for some reason, everyone's fine with everybody cosplaying, but when I decide to do something myself, it's a big. It's the end of the world. All right, cool, right. but you know it's, it's just really dumb. And, and there's so much negative. I mean, for God's sake, there's negativity about like people who cosplay like imperial officers. Oh my God! If you cosplay from the star from a stormtrooper that you're a literal Nazi. No, it's oh, not how any of this works. There's literally people who think that. Like, and it's just like, no, no. Unless you're like literally dressed up like an SS officer, wandering around with a picture of Hitler and saying, hey Hitler to everybody, you're not a literal Nazi. Like right. come on now. But I mean, I feel like I feel like no matter what you do, people are gonna be upset about it. Sure. You know? Like it doesn't it wouldn't matter if I had put on like the full scavenging outfit with the headscarf and the and the gloves and like every single inch of my skin was covered. Somebody would have still had something to be mad about. Sure, you know. Yeah. So I just figure, you know, do what you want, do what makes you happy as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Go ahead, you're fine. Well, like
1: you're not hurting anybody. Exactly, and that's the thing that you know. Deuce, he's the one that brought me to you. He's like, hey, you know, she's got this awesome story, and you know, <laughs> and I kind of want to have her on, and just she seems really cool. And then I sent you a message, you know, introducing myself to you, and you're like, oh, hey, I'm so busy, and. And I'm looking forward to it and stuff. And I I remember it was like, you know, like, because like Deuce and I love the cosplay community because. You, you feel like a family you feel like yeah. you know, you're all you, you literally wear your geekdom on your sleeves right like you're you're exactly. and no one judges really you know the actual community that's in it the, we all right. kind of respect each other and i think exactly. that's what's really neat and i feel unless like unless
2: you're like being a super creep right you're fine like nobody's exactly. gonna judge you now if you're like a, like a 70 year old man and you're trying to like pick up 13 year olds we have a problem but it's, like yeah. you know if you're in the community and you like doing things and you're not causing any trouble then you're fine Yeah. You know, like everybody accepts everybody. Like it didn't matter what you like. You
1: know we just wanna say from the on behalf of the Happy Hour of Johnny and Deuce, you have our full support. You know, we think you're awesome and you know, we thank you for coming on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It was glad to be here.
1: Yeah, and uh, so how do people find more about you on the internet? You're on Instagram? You can,
2: yeah, you can follow me on my Instagram, which is I'm Carrie Marie. I-M-C-A-R-R-I-E-M-A-R-I-E, or you can follow you can follow me on Facebook. Um, I usually only add people on Facebook if I've met them in real life or if I have an idea of who they are. Sure. I try to do a friend sweep every so often because it's so many people. But you sure. follow me on Facebook, and my page is Carrie Marie
1: awesome so i mean it's been an i mean a whole hour already has passed it's yep. it's oh God, awesome you're right it's, an hour
2: and seven minutes eight minutes <laughs> yeah well
1: that's the whole idea is it's it, with our podcast is to sit down have fun and, and just yeah. kind of chat about what you love and you know obviously we all love star wars and so we could talk hours about that but also just to kind of get your story on everything and just like give you a platform to kind of just talk about what you know what you do
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it. It awesome. was really fun being on. <laughs> We'd love to
1: have you back on again if you yeah, ever, definitely. like, if you have anything. Oh, my anything... God,
2: I would love to be back on again. It's great. Yeah, yeah, so if you
1: have any sort of conventions or anything that you're wanting to plug or if you have something new you're working on, feel free to come back on and just uh, have a chat with us. We'll have a good time.
2: All right. I will
1: do. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Carrie, you have a great evening, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. Have a good night. Later.
1: And of course, that was the amazing Carrie Marie. Um, you can find her on Instagram, I M C a r r i e m a r i e on instagram and uh yeah give her some love tell the that uh, give her some love and tell her that the happy hour with johnny Deuce sent you and uh yeah yeah um, and
0: speaking of that there's one person that we've been needing to give a little love to yeah our good friend philip swift
1: yeah he's right. the director of the dark side of disney and he if is. you've not checked that out you need to check out that uh, amazing documentary film. It is available video on demand on Vimeo and on Amazon Instant Video, and you can buy the DVD. And if you use the offer code Happy Hour, you save. You save 10% off uh, your purchase. So definitely go do that and uh, enjoy that amazing film. And if you're not sure what that is, we did a couple of interviews as well with him uh, and his mother, uh, who's Beth Beth Swift, who's in the film. So definitely go check that out. And uh, Deuce even did a live event there as well. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of fun monsters. with him. So, it's uh, awesome. So definitely if you're interested, check out our last episode we did with them. And uh, it, it's awesome. Go check out this amazing. It, this you see a side of Disney you never seen before, and it's it's awesome. So, go to the Dark Side of Disney website. So go to www.dsoddoc.com. That's the Darkside Side of Disney doc.com and uh, there'll be a button that says uh, buy DVD and, or video on demand, and you get yep. to pick your streaming platform and. Or, you know, if you want to just rent the film, you can do that as well. But yep. if you're going to be buying it, you get the 10. Well, actually, no. If you rent it or if you buy it, you
0: get 10% okay, off. Okay, so if you rent or so buy. No, so, definitely.
1: depending on what you do, does not matter.
0: When you go to checkout. There's just go happy hour. Just put happy hour. When you go to checkout in the special offers, uh, there'll be a place where you can put in a coupon code. You just put in happy hour, and you'll get 10% off if you're buying the movie, if you're renting it, if you're getting a DVD copy sent to your house. Exactly. Either way, you get 10% so. off, so check it out. And speaking of checking it out, here's how you can check us out. You can check us out at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. You can also hit us up at show at gmail.com and feel free to send us any questions you might have. Uh, we still want to get a mailbag episode done, so send those questions to show at gmail.com also, don't forget to go to facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and uh, give us a like and share us with your friends. You definitely want to check it out. And especially when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three hashtags you want to use. Hashtag
1: happy hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag is on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.